Welcome back to While We Wait. We left off our last episode on the topic of CCBHCs, which stands for Certified Community Behavioral Health Clinics. A CCBHC is a one-stop shop for mental health and primary care services that fill the historic gaps in community-based mental health care. Ten states, including New York and Oklahoma, started piloting the CCBHC program in 2014, which is where we are headed next. Our first stop, the Big Apple. We first sat down with an executive at Acacia Network, which is a CCBHC situated in the Bronx in New York City. My name is Javersi Perez Kubijan. I work as the Chief Program Officer at Acacia Network. I oversee 33 behavioral health programs, six primary care health centers, and two health home programs. Acacia Network is the largest Latino-led nonprofit in the state of New York. It comprises more than 100 affiliates, over 3,000 employees across seven states, including Puerto Rico. Acacia Network operates through five principal programmatic areas, which include primary care, behavioral health, transitional and affordable housing, community development, and social enterprises. Like many CCBHCs, Acacia Network aims to provide additional infrastructure for the most vulnerable populations in the community and a majority of the people they serve are on Medicaid, uninsured, or non-native English speakers. The most vulnerable population, it's it's who we're treating on a day-to-day basis. If you remember from episode three, forming CCBHCs was a never-realized goal of JFK's 1963 Act. Today, CCBHCs are nonprofit organizations or units of a local government behavioral health authority designed to provide a comprehensive range of mental health, and substance use disorder services to vulnerable individuals, primarily Medicaid populations. But it also requires a shift in the conventional way we currently navigate our healthcare system. So I think that the field, the behavioral health field, it has begun to change. And that I think that we have, we're meeting clients where they are, right? So if you were to ask a client, uh, is it better for you to be seen by three providers in one day? as opposed to you having to come to the clinic three times. That was sort of the past right before CCBAC. You came in and you saw a social worker. You couldn't see a psychiatrist on the same day. So we had clients come to clinics multiple times. At its core, CCBHCs are attempting to achieve the integration solution that Kenna and Marilyn had discussed in part one. In order to achieve integration status, They must provide nine types of services with an emphasis on the provision of 24-hour crisis care, evidence-based practices, care coordination with local primary care and hospital partners, and integration with physical health care. So it really is one-stop shopping. What Jabersi is describing is a shift from siloed, fragmented care into an integrated, more whole-person approach by a single door to a comprehensive menu of services. The Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration has a 70-page document of all the criteria necessary to become a true CCBHC. One important criteria is that CCBHCs do not deny services. Instead, they treat regardless of location. For Acacia Network, this vision of expansion took hold in 2016 when they applied to the CCBHC program and secured the one thing that makes the mental health resources go round. That is, funding. 
Here's Jabir C. on how that funding transformed Acacia Network back in 2016. Back in 2016, if you were to come and visit me in the Bronx, we had a clinic, a mental health clinic, that had a team of 15 people. Right? We couldn't afford a psychiatrist. Uh, we couldn't afford a, a nurse. We had a deficit. It's very challenging to operate an outpatient mental health clinic. So when we applied for CCBAC in 2016, part of the excitement for us was financial stability. For the first time in history, and I've been doing this for 20 years, we have a model that takes into account the total cost of care. Billable, non-billable providers, you're thinking of what is in the best interest of the client. So we went from 15 people to a team of 60 people. I now have three psychiatrists. Now we have a whole nursing team. So you have this enhanced, robust team of providers all on site. More people means more capacity and more opportunities to fulfill the mission of their network in creative and innovative ways. For Jabersi, she could move the care team outside of the hospital and connect with clients in their homes. She could have a team of care workers reviewing each case, treatment plan, and coordinating multiple visits on the same day. As Jabersi puts it, you come to us today, we see you today. And not just in New York, but for patients across the nation. But we do want to see one in every state, maybe more, more than one. I believe in equal access to services regardless of skin color, regardless of your ability to pay for services. And I think that our clients deserve the greatest quality of care we can offer, and that is integrated care. My one door, we're meeting you where you are. It doesn't have to be in the office anymore. We are tailoring treatment to fit you. You're not fitting yourself into treatment anymore. Jabersi did a wonderful job walking us through the CCBHC care model. But Avni and I were also interested in learning if this policy initiative could be adopted in settings starkly different from the Big Apple. So we headed to Nawada, Oklahoma. Enter Josh Cantwell. Yeah, my name is Josh Cantwell, and I'm currently the Chief Operating Officer for Grand Lake Mental Health Center. We serve 12 northeastern and north-central counties in rural Oklahoma. That's a population of about 480,000 people and 10,000 square miles. Grand Lake Mental Health Center had the opportunity in 2015 to start looking into the implications of the CCBHC model to decide whether they wanted to be a demonstration site. Here is Josh on how they made that decision. We had the opportunity to start looking into what the implications of the CCBHC model was in 2015. And we looked at the pros and the cons and the philosophical components of what a CCBHC is matched with what we've always wanted to be able to do. And so it seemed like a lot of work, but it seemed like a dream come true when it came to the ability to provide those things that we always wanted to be able to provide to consumers and those outcomes we wanted to be able to realize, but didn't have the luxury or the tools to be able to do that. So we decided we were for sure going to take that risk and apply to be one of the demonstration sites. And interestingly enough, we actually went live as a CCBHC demonstration site two months before the rest of the nation. So we can tout being one of the first three CCBHCs in the demonstration model because we were that excited to get started that we started uh, two months early. 
Although the two cities couldn't be more different, the CCBHC origin story of Grand Lake and Acacia Network actually share many parallels. One being that the CCBHC program allowed Grand Lake Mental Health Center to sustainably expand the services they already provided by several multiples and introduce new services to the community. For Grand Lake, however, launching the CCBHC required a major shift in care delivery. Like we mentioned with Jabersi, in order to become certified, health systems had to meet several qualifications, one being a switch from fee-for-service payment method to a focus on value-based care. Now, the idea of rewarding value in healthcare is all but new. However, it does involve a fundamental switch in the way that care is delivered. In our interview, Josh discussed how Grand Lake changed their approach to healthcare management to bring outcomes to the focus of clinical work for their mental health professionals. We're running, we're running monthly labs on everybody that's receiving medications from us, and we're tracking those. So we're showing trends month over month, but we're trying to do it in a preventative manner so that we can see what the most pressing problem is. Because sometimes if they come in and see us, depression may be a pressing issue, but their blood pressure may kill them. They may not be around to be able to receive depression treatment without us stabilizing that blood pressure. So we're monitoring it on a monthly basis. Now that was new. It wasn't unheard of for us, but the level at which we were doing it, and it took people a while to get accustomed to the true one-stop shop. We hired dietitians, nutritionists, occupational therapists, never had those on board before. We brought in multiple levels of healthcare staff. So we were providing again, at each service, we're providing both the physical and mental health care. One way that Grand Lake has been creative about improving mental health outcomes is by pairing police officers with mental health professionals, either in person or via telehealth iPads in their squad cars. So during mental health 911 calls, mental health professionals can leverage their training to de-escalate the crisis. Currently, they have 6,000 iPads in circulation out in the community whether that's in police cars, with local indigenous leaders, or with individual patients most in need. So half of the people that we serve on a daily basis, the most in need half, have a machine where they have 24-hour access to services. Okay, so let's take a step back and summarize. Grand Lake Mental Health Center and Acacia Network CCBHCs are strengthening the mental health care system in primarily under-resourced communities. But how can we measure this impact? And how does this relieve the boarding crisis? To get that perspective, Josh described the impact through what he calls touches, or an instance when an individual is interacting with the healthcare system, like a doctor's appointment. The more access someone has, it may decrease the length of time that they have to stay in the system because they're entering the system earlier. So what that would look like is more touches, more people coming in at a point in time in the year less people on average, so less of that percentage staying around for over a year. Because if we think we're doing this right, that's what's happening is we're reaching people before the problem reaches a critical level so that the level of care that they're accessing is lower and less expensive. And even if there's more touches, they're less expensive touches and they're not accessing those most expensive levels of care. Because what we know is the least restrictive environments are also the least expensive environments. You guessed correctly if the expensive environment that comes to mind is the emergency department. 
both Jabersi and Josh aim to prevent ED touches by providing a tightly woven web of resources that catches our community so that our ED doesn't have to. This, in turn, lessens the number of mental health crises and the number admitted to the ED, which in the end improves the mental health boarding crisis. In today's episode, we learned about two health policy initiatives that are actually occurring in our communities as we speak. That is, behavioral health integration and certified community behavioral health clinics. These initiatives are increasing patient centricity and bringing resources closer to the community. The goal is to make mental health care affordable, available, accessible, and consensual for all patients seeking and receiving services. And we saw how two very different community centers were creating this opportunity for patients every day. While it's critical to have community-based services readily available, it's inevitable that an individual may have a mental health emergency and call 911. So what's in store for that patient when they face a mental health emergency and reach out for help on the scene? We cover that and more in our next episode. This episode was created by Sonia Lee and me with theme music by Tommy Scanlon. A special thanks to Jeff Byers, Sarah Kolk, and Patty Sweet for their guidance throughout the series. If you would like to learn more about any of the topics that we covered in this episode, please check out our show notes for links to more resources and ways to get involved.